Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Welcome. Today's episode, we're talking about three of the most difficult things it is for human beings, okay? Now, when I say the most difficult, oftentimes, you know, we'll interpret that as, uh, you know, physical things, right? Climbing a really tall mountain, uh, swimming a really far distance, uh, doing something very physical, right? Like an Olympic athlete. Or we may think of something that is intellectual, right? So uh, I, I jokingly say getting a PhD. Uh, and, and as I'm going through this journey, I realize, yes, it is difficult. But uh, if you have persistence, pretty much anybody can get one, <laughs> in my opinion. Okay, but I'm not talking about physical or intellectual feats. Three of the most difficult things a human being can do. I want to, I'm going to talk about them. So I'm going to share, you know, what they are and then we'll tease these out a little bit. All right. So the first difficult thing to do is returning love for hate. Returning love for hate. Okay. So what this means is, um, let's say it's, it can be something as simple as, Somebody you know and love has some sort of offhand comment, right? So it's not necessarily hate, for for example, but it is something that bothers you. Or it can be something like your boss makes a comment and now you're worried, uh, you know, shoot, am I going to get that promotion? Am I going to keep this job? What's going to happen? Or it could be somebody who maybe is having a difficult time and they react and say and do something and and it really hurts your feelings. Or it could be, you know, that there is somebody in your life who really is trying to hurt you, right? They're, They're kind of being a jerk, right? So you're going about life and everything's going just fine. And then one of these wonky interactions happens. One of the most difficult things to do is to not respond with the same type of energy that's given to you. I think the people, uh, you know, and I'm trying to cultivate more relationships with people that are like this, who can respond with love in the face of, of that seeming hate, right? That is one of the most difficult things to do. It is very easy to just return hate for hate, okay? Uh, I see this all the time. Take any one of the major issues that your society or culture might be having right now. You're going to have debates on either side, right? We're, we're humans. That's, we use the law of opposites. We, we tend to be polar opposites, right? There's this end, there's that end, and people on either end will say that they're right and the other person is wrong. I don't believe that myself. But when you believe that, you have more of a tendency to act out of hate towards the other group, whoever that might be, because you see that they're wrong. Uh, One of the things I've been doing on social media lately is noticing the people who are posting things or sharing things or saying things that are directly attacking someone else, a group of people or an organization or kind of a belief, right? it's perfectly fine for you to believe whatever you want to believe. Uh, most people, they, they understand as they're listening to, to me and my work, 
I will never ever tell you what to believe. Very rarely do I ever tell you what I believe because it doesn't matter. What you believe is most important. I will, however, tell you that you need to think and believe something, right? So it's not so much what you believe and what the other person believes, but when someone is coming at you with this kind of hateful energy, what do you do? Now, ultimately, you know, we would like to get to the point where we don't have any hate in our heart and we also have no need for forgiveness, right? So as you're starting on your journey, you know, and realizing that you're coming kind of awake and more aware and alert in life, you realize the value of forgiveness that, you know, when this person is coming and saying these hateful things to you, uh, you can, you know, afterwards you can forgive them. Or as you grow in the moment, you can forgive them. Well, you can actually get to a point where you see this person and there's actually no need to forgive because you realize they're having a moment, right? They're, they're coming at you with this negative energy because they have fear. They have anxiety. They have something going on inside them. So one of the most difficult things a human can do is return love for hate. Now I didn't say these were easy, right? Okay. It's probably actually easier for you to learn how to climb a mountain physically than it is to return love for hate, but it can be done. Okay. The second thing that's the most difficult is including the excluded, including the excluded. Now I have some dear friends of mine that this is like their superpower. They were built to, to do this. They, they have, um, the ability to include anybody and everybody. I love that. For the most part, humans have a way of, you know, we're, we're tribal beings, meaning we like to find a group that, uh, you know, we have common characteristics. If you, if you read Miles McPherson's book, The Third Option, he talks about in-groups and out-groups. So for example, you know, I'm, I'm a mother. So, uh, you know, anytime I, I am talking to another mother, we have certain qualities and characteristics that are the same, right? So we're like, oh yes, you're a mom, I'm a mom. But maybe your kids are preschoolers and minor teenagers. Well, now we have characteristics that, yes, we're in the mom tribe, but we're in different mom tribes because our children are different ages. Okay. So as humans, we try to figure out where are the people that I have things in common with and not that we kind of ditch the other people, but we don't put our energies towards that. So when we're talking about things like, um, you know, diversity and inclusion and equity and things like that, it's, it's a very hard concept because as humans, we're wired to be separate, but our spiritual selves understands that we're actually all one. So when you realize that every single person in this world has something to teach you, to offer you, every single person that you're going to encounter knows something more about something than you do. I ha listen, I, I have a past where I, I have taught hundreds of three-year-old preschoolers. 
I will tell you this, if I ever wanted to know anything about dinosaurs, I would go to a three-year-old boy because their wisdom and knowledge about dinosaurs was impressive. Okay. That's where I learned these kiddos have a capacity to, to know something way more than I do. And it's like a, a principle that John Maxwell always teaches. He says, uh, look at everybody and imagine that there's a 10 on the top of their head. Meaning, you know, we're not breaking people one through 10, but like you, you see everybody's a 10. Everybody has something to offer you. And if you go about life in that way, you become uh, an includer. You realize we're all connected. We're all one. Everybody has something to offer you and you have something to offer everybody. That's really difficult. Uh, but it, I promise you, when you live life that way, whew, it's a very different life. All right. The third thing that I think is extremely difficult. I know I, uh, have struggled with it in the past, gotten a lot better with it as I've grown is to admit when you're wrong. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who, again, you know, this polarizing effect, uh, can't ever admit when they're wrong. Right. I'm I am right. I am always right. Uh, you probably live with these people, work with these people, serve with these people. I tend to look at the right versus more right philosophy. So in brief, what that means is that you look at everybody and their perspective as right. And there may be a more right uh, way to look at things. Okay. So each person is coming from their own perspective, their own experience. Um, they're going to have their own belief or thought system based on what they have experienced in their life. When we all come to the table and all put those experiences and perspectives in the middle of the table, now we can come up with what is more right. So I often get people that ask me, oh, Michelle, how can you say things like, you know, somebody being racist is right? That's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying from that person's perspective, that's what they have learned. That's what they know. That's what they believe, right? Uh, they're coming to the table with all of that. We have to respect and honor them. Remember, we're including the excluded, right? We're returning love for hate. When we include their perspective in a grand kind of continuum of perspectives, now we can have an open, honest communication with that person and everybody else at the table. Now, is that person right? you know, from their perspective, they are. Is it more right? Meaning, is it more inclusive? Is it more honoring and respecting of everybody? Is it getting us to our ultimate goal of, of unity? No. And when you include everybody else's perspective and come to, together to honor each other and then say as a group, okay, having all of these perspectives on the table, what do we as a group agree to going forward? See, what happens is if, if you see someone, let's say with this racist view coming to the table and you think that they're full of hate and you return that with hate, there's no love. If you take their, their view and say, thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. 
and you look with, with the whole group and say, okay, how are we moving forward? Chances are a couple things are going to happen. Number one, because you've shared love with that person, love, honor, respect, they're more likely to change their belief system than if you show hate. Number two, because you're coming together as a group deciding what you're going to do, this person gets to decide, am I going to stay within this group? And if so, I've got to, you know, I've got to kind of up my beliefs here, right? Or they might self-select out and go find a different group that that matches with their beliefs. It's kind of a win-win, right? But when you come and you tell somebody that they're wrong, and you don't admit that you might be wrong too, that sets the table for, for disaster. Okay. So first of all, check yourself. And I say this, you know, because I've done this for myself. Remember, I'm never going to suggest something to you that I haven't done myself. Okay. Check yourself and say, okay, uh, might I be wrong or might I not have enough information? Or is there another way to look at this? I just assume at this point in my life, I'm missing out on something. So when I'm working with any group of people, I might ask the question, okay, what am I missing? What am I not seeing? Uh, Is there something that you can tell me that might help me, you know, think about this differently? I just assume that I don't have all the information and that somebody out there has it. Okay. So coming from this right versus more right helps us to see various different perspectives And to be able to choose based on all of those different perspectives, what might be more right in our life. But if we constantly look at, oh, I'm already right and don't accept a a new way to look at something, we're going to miss out. Okay. Now for each one of these, so returning love for hate, including the excluded and admitting you're wrong, it's easier on us if we remove ourselves from the equation. Okay. So for example, returning love for hate, realizing that this person, the way that they're acting has nothing to do with you. Uh, when including the excluded, realizing that, you know, you're one part in a whole bunch of people, right? So taking your importance out, uh, admitting you're wrong, realizing it's not about you. It's about all of us working together, right? When you have, um, that kind of a perspective, Life is so much easier. And a couple other things that I would highly suggest. Number one, stop looking to be offended. (laughs) That is something that a lot of people are doing these days where, um, you know, I I posted something that was humorous the other day. Uh, Clearly, it was for humorous purposes. And someone came on and made a comment and said, you know, in light of, you know, whatever situations that are happening in the world, I think you should take this down. And I said, I completely understand where you're coming from. And a little humor goes a long way. And check yourself. Why does this bother you? Right? Because in that moment, it wasn't uh, clearly the post was to lighten the mood of what was happening. But this person was looking to be offended. So therefore, you know, said what he said. That's fine. Right? Another thing is. Um, remember that you're no better than other people. Okay. You're no better than other people. You have just as much value as other people, not more, not less. And stop looking for the right answer all the time. 
You know, I think that's the one thing if I could change anything in the world is that if I could change the way that people look at the right thing, I want to find the right thing to do. I want to find the right belief. I want to find, you know, it's mind boggling because there's so many different ways of looking at things. And when you say this is the only way to look at this, you limit yourself And you have more of an opportunity of actually not even doing these three things that we talked about. I'll give you a great example. Uh, So the other day, uh, a a friend of mine uh, posted something from her her own set of belief systems, which is fine. uh, But she did it in an attacking kind of way. And basically what she was saying is that um, there was a a school assignment and kids had to create their own kind of god or goddess. They had been studying stories and myths of gods and goddesses in in, uh, Greek and Roman mythology. And so their assignment basically to integrate their learning and knowledge was to create their own. Uh, Now this person interpreted it as they were creating their own God, as in capital G, God. Um, They were creating their own religion. Now I totally get where she's coming from. However, she also didn't, she wasn't open to seeing it in a different way. So for example, I, I am very fond of looking at stories and myths of gods, goddesses, saints, Um, and taking in that story and saying, okay, like for example, today I, I studied the story of Hestia. Hestia is the, the goddess of sanctuary. And what she talks about is how to, um, realize that your home is kind of within yourself, wherever you go, you know, you can, you can kind of clean up your home. You can organize things. You can make it nice. But but knowing that wherever you go, your home is with you. And I love that thought. Uh, that gives me such peace. Now, do I worship Hestia, the goddess of sanctuary? No, I do not. But I, I take in that story and I let it help me understand something about my own faith. So this person from their limited perspective was coming from a place of hate and attack because somebody else wasn't seeing her point of view. And she also wasn't open to another point of view. So do you see how these three things I just shared with you can play out in her life? If this person had returned love for hate, she might've said, hmm, how can I you know, have a a thoughtful discussion with this person because in my belief system, this doesn't fit, right? Or including the excluded, realizing, hmm, I feel like you're excluding me uh, because I have a different belief system. So how can I speak up for myself? Or maybe admitting you're wrong, saying, hmm, maybe I don't fully understand what they're doing or the other way around, right? So having a loving and, and respectful kind of communication might have gone a long way other than posting kind of hate and vitriol on, on social media. This is why these are the most difficult things for a human being to do. So yeah, swimming the English channel and, uh, you know, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro might be a whole lot easier. So uh, I leave you with that. Uh, let that kind of sink in today and ask yourself of those three, which one might you want to focus on? Okay, take little baby steps and see where you can grow to. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time.
All right, bye-bye.